Welcome back to Connect Through Beauty. Today we have Michael Cole and he is touching on the hot topic of retail. And I love it because, you know, as service providers, we have this thing around retail and he just has such a great way of looking at it and kind of like bringing it all together full circle, which I love that. So listen in and keep staying connected. It is a very, very, very big topic, especially for uh, stylists that um, there seems to be a <clears throat> a transition period where when somebody's coming in on the front end of you know their career, uh, anything that requires or suggests that there's going to be selling in it, <clears throat> it uh, hairdressers. I would put myself in that lot. We're just not cut from the cloth of selling, so it 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 um, there's some things that need to get unpacked, kind of worked through to help overcome. You know, most people would say, I, you know, I either it's scary, I get creeped out when I do it, I feel like I'm, you know, pushing on people, manipulating them. I pick up mondo vibes from my clients when it, and I just haven't been able to find a way yet where it doesn't feel salesy. <clears throat> and so until the good news is, is that, you know, stylists that hold their own with the retail end, you, you'll, when you interview them, they'll tell you once upon a time it was, it was sticky and it was awkward and it was creepy. And I needed, I needed a coach to help me kind of unlearn whatever ideas I had about it that were in the way and kind of tripping me up. And then once I got that behind me and, you know, my coach helped me to kind of gain a a healthier perspective so that really uh, I reimagined it. So it wasn't selling or salesy at all. It was really, you know, just one more great experience that was part of the serving experience mm-hmm. and and it and, and it helped me to not you know it, it put a better whether you want to call it taste in my mouth taste in my heart so it, it it's not the issue and then there's some other things that you know pe- people that have kind of made the transition i had to kind of not stay in my head i was i was thinking i was overthinking it mm-hmm. you know i was trying to second guess the clients I was serving, can they or can they not afford it? Is this or is this not too expensive? And mm-hmm. I had to just kind of let that go and just allow a, the conversation to unfold. And that if that was an issue, I'm, I'm going to leave that to my client to tell me, but I certainly am not going to try to second guess, second guess it. And there are some stylists that have made that transition and they're going, oh, it's wonderful that it's in the rear view mirror. Mm-hmm. And now I'm able to, not, you know, not only have the conversation with integrity, but whatever retail goals, you know, is set for me, I, for all intents and purposes, I can meet them. And it's not nearly the issue that it was. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of hairdressers. They haven't made that 
transition yet, and they don't even know that there is a transition. Right. Um, and so we're, I'm hoping that this this conversation with you will, uh, you know, will will help clear some of that up. Yeah. Oh, I I hope so too because it's it's all in perspective, and it's all in your perspective. I think when I was yes. behind the chair, um, that was that was the biggest challenge I had. I could upsell. I could talk about you know, uh, low lights and highlights and, and this is what we're going to do today and, and all of these things. But I couldn't get past the, the retail spot. And until someone said to me, Ashley, you're selling everything else, right? And, and we can use that word right now because that is what you're doing. But you're, you know, but in, in one way you are in one way you're you're just educating you're talking you're just having a conversation and that's what's getting you to upsell right so why are you not doing the same thing in retail and that was my moment where i was like oh yeah okay well i didn't look at it that way i guess i am giving them this experience but i'm not closing the circle totally yeah, yeah, that, that's a great way of putting it. It's um, it, it sounds like you had a light bulb moment when when somebody pointed out whatever Definitely. it is that you, you needed to get pointed out. It got pointed out. You had the light bulb moment, and whatever struggles you had engaging clients in a conversation that involved pr products. Right. That you were using, uh, whether they're cleansing products, conditioning products, sometimes we call them, you know, liquid tools that it just really uh, there was a grace in it and an ease mm. that wasn't there before. But until you had those 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 essential light bulb moments, it it it's uh, it can get painful for sure. What, and what's your advice on like, you know, I feel like you, you definitely are talking about these amazing light bulb moments. And it's so true. Like every one of us has a moment where we just kind of click and then we transition into another direction for the better. Yeah. But what if, you know, what if, you know, someone's sitting there and they're thinking, I never had a moment like that. How am I going to get there? How do I even begin to get there? Well, you know, I, as someone that, first of all, had been, has been coached through the process as a, I was a student, my coach coached me through it. I had, you know, two or three light bulb moments that kind of cleared the way for mm -hmm. the, we'll call it the product part of the experience. And w one of them was, um, I, I needed, uh, when, when my coach, you said, you know, you had a definable moment when you were being coached by somebody. Well, one of my first definable moments is uh, I, I, I was being coached on scripts. Somebody, you know, the, the company has these scripts. Okay, say this, say that, you know, uh, state the benefit and stay away from the features and, and say these things. And I was, I was reading what, you know, the, the script, the verbiage. Yeah. And I said to my, I said to the, my coach, you know, it, it feels, feels like I'm manipulating people. Mm. It feels like I'm controlling them. And I, I just, that, that's what feels sticky to me. I, you know, that it's that, 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 
those words just aren't me. And if they were, it because it, I'd been on the receiving end of those words and I felt like I was being pushed, I was being manipulated. And my coach said something that really gave me a light bulb moment on steroids. And that was that it, that the, Michael, the scripts don't make the process manipulative. That, that it's not about the script, it's about your intention. Mm. So if, if I show up, you know, with a client and I use this script and the intention is to sell products to this client, if that's the intention, and especially if the intention is selling products to a client that I think can't afford them, Mm. I, that's that's now okay either it's manipulation or whatever you want to call it but the, it's not the script that's manipulative it's the intention so get clear about what your intention is and what it isn't mm-hmm. and if you struggle with selling make sure that that any ideas that you have about that i'm going to sell something to this person <clears throat> set those ideas aside that this is so not about selling, but looking at, it's just one more conversation in the service experience. Mm. And, and, and it, it, it supports and it complements any of the other conversations you've had. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, And that the intention is to serve. The intention could be to help. If that's too vague, you could say, it's apparent that my client is having a wonderful experience in my chair as I'm bringing them through the service process. So, you know, they, 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 they love their color and they, I can, if you just kind of watch the client's face, they're, they're lighting up. They mm-hmm. love what they see that whatever it is, you know, I was creating on them, with them, for them, I could see that they were having the experience of their life. And that the intention is, I want to make sure that when my, my client goes home, and I'm not, A, I'm not doing it for them, doing their hair, you know, putting it together for them, nor, you know, uh, I'm, 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 they're going to be on their own. I want to do, say, show, teach anything I can to them, a client so that when they go home, they can have a similar experience mm. working with their own hair that they had when I was working with their hair, because I know that then they're going to have fun. I'm not going to get bummed out. They're not going to get freaked out. And so my coach drops that on me. And that was a really, really big light bulb moment for me. And I remember saying to my coach, Oh, my God, mm. I've never thought about it that way before. Right. And, and he said, Now I know you're beginning to click, you're, you're, you're beginning to see the connection. So, so he would call it, you know, what is he wouldn't he, first of all, he never used the word retail. Mm. He, he just, he just, it was just a, a word that was unnecessary is now it sounds like you're getting, you're, you're finding a, an honorable way, a, a, an integrative way of, of really talking about the product part of the experience. Yeah. 
And, yeah. and so it was a language process, but it was a big, big, big moment for me. And as I became an educator, I, I carried that along with me to, because show me a hairdresser that struggles with this. Mm. And I, I will show you a hairdresser that's probably haven't gotten the intention behind the script figured out. You want your intention to be pure. Mm -hmm. You want your intention to be, you know, uh, helping um, rather than selling. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It makes a lot of sense. I, I love, I love absolutely everything that you're saying. Um, and, and I think confidence too plays a ton into this. So how, how do you, or how did you, and how do you coach people on building the confidence to just do it on every single client? And, you know, when you get the no, it's okay. Be confident enough to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, that's a big, there's a whole bunch to what you just said to there. So I'm going to maybe unpack a piece or two about it around that somebody that, um, uh, 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 hears any, any response that, that is, it has, it sounds to feel like no, um, is, uh, that it's, they're embarrassed by it or mm -hmm. they feel, you know, they don't know what to do, what to make of it. And so, you know, I remember again, I was one of those people that, um, I, I had a real need that my clients, A, liked me, they had regard for me. They had, and any time that it sounded like or felt like they didn't, I'd get scared. Mm. Now, I, w I might not have been as conscious of it then as I am now, but sure. that was in retrospect, that was the, that was the, you know, that, that yeah. was my dilemma. So, so there was a couple of things that were shared with me that really made that, that helped, you know, they were light bulb moments. Yeah. One was Michael, pay real close attention that you're not overthinking this. Mm. As a matter of fact, my coach said, if you can, don't think about it at all. Mm. So, you know, what, what, what is, can they or can they not afford this? Do they look like they can afford it? Can't they look, do they or do they not look interested? Mm. Does it look like, or doesn't it look like they're going to say no? So I was in my head, I would call it, you know, what ifing it, second guessing the process. And, and, at, and at first I thought my coach was saying, don't think these thoughts, think these other, don't think positive, think, oh wait, don't think negative, <laughs> think, think positive. And I, it, that's not what he was saying. Sure. He, he was saying, don't think. Right. Like three of the most dangerous words you can say in this conversation is I've been thinking. Sure. Because you, you'll think, we think ourselves out of it. And I said, well, if you don't, if I can't think, what am I supposed to do? Show up. Mm. Uh, uh, you, you know what your intention is. I, I, I really want to do whatever I can do to um, ensure that my client's going to have an experience that's similar to the one they're having in real time, in actual time with me now. And that's, I'm not going to go any further than that. And if, if my client, uh, I'm going to leave it to life to, 
you know, my clients either going to go, oh, great, or gee, I don't think so, or whatever it is. But I'll I'll cross that bridge when we're there. Sure. And 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 I found that just that helped. That was like, st- don't think, serve. Just just can, you know, I know what my role is, and that is to support, to teach, to encourage, to assure, and uh, the, let the process unfold. Yeah. And that was huge because I found that there were many, many times where I was surprised by the result. Mm. So there, w- there was a time in my head, I would have bet anybody that my client was not going to be interested. They were going to say no. It was going to be embarrassing. And when I was able to just kind of table all that and not worry, not think if they could or they couldn't, but to show up and do my part, and that I also started believing that my my client has a right to know this. They have a right to oh, be, be, be right to be taught this. And if they're not interested, they'll tell me. Or I could say, if you would like, we have a couple of moments. I can turn you on to a couple of things that I do that, that in the process that will go a long way to help you have as much fun mm. with your hair as you seeing me have fun with your hair. You, oh. you know, would you like me to, because I'd be more than happy. And the overwhelming majority, oh my God, are you kidding? Yes. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I, I, because that's most, most people would say when I get home, it's scary because I can't come close. Sure. Well, to I mean, doing what I see you doing, you know? You're so right. I mean, I can't even count how many times I heard that from my clients before. You know, I if I could just take you home with me. Yes. <laughs> no? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so these are all indicators, but I needed to be coached and mentored to stay out of my head. Yeah. And when it came to, because, and when it came to, there will be times when a client says, no, thank you. Or I, you know, for what, you know, there'd be some sort of no response. I just, I, I learned early on two things. One is we're both uncomfortable. Mm. So when a client refuses an offer, it, they're not only uncomfortable, but they can, they think I feel uncomfortable. So you got two people that are uncomfortable because, you know, it, 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 there was a no response. So I, I would, my coach said, first and foremost, help them to feel comfortable about saying no to you. Mm. So this, it just, and I said, well, what do you, what do I say? Just say something like, Hey, no worries. I, I, you know, I'm going to mark, I'll mark down on, uh, you know, on, in my journal that we had the conversation. Should you decide differently uh, Don, I want to really make sure that I remember that uh, on your next visit that we there were some things that we we covered. Right. And all of a sudden, you know, just saying that you could see, I could just see my my clients' shoulders dropping, and it just kind of like it it took the anxiety away. And I found that it went a long, long ways to take away any anxiety I had or my hurt feelings, taking it personal. That oh man, I. You know, I thought, you know, I thought you were going to say yes. <laughs> you said, no, I'm yeah. embarrassed. And I wonder, you know, I wonder, don't you like me? I mean, it took all of that 
narrative out of my head, that self-talk. Oh, I love that. So I love this conversation so much because I feel like it's just, you know, I feel there's so much that goes into what we do, what service providers do behind the chair. And this is definitely another topic that, that is in addition to, and we have a lot of things that we deal with behind the chair emotionally. And like we were talking about, it's just, um, a lot of, a lot of it is your mindset and the way that you talk to yourself too. So when you're learning like how to communicate with your clients and how, you know, you're first out there, you're first on the chair, you're learning how to communicate with the clients, you're building your confidence. And now we're adding on the the next layer with retail. And, and there's just a lot of things you need to, you also are getting to know about yourself as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, as you were talking, there was, I, you know, I'm from an era behind the chair that's a few eras ago, but as I continue to teach in the era that we're in now, I, I have never seen an era that was, that was so ideal for the conversation that you and I are having now around the product part Mm. of the process. So you 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 just look at, you know, one of the words I hear a lot as of late is transformational looks. Mm. Uh, you know, modern color, uh, vivids on one end to Bali, balayage, foilage, blonding on the other. And th- those those services, first of all, those looks mm. and those services not long ago we're non-existent and and now it's very much part of new normal mm-hmm. and when you really start understanding the process that that stylists in, you know bring their clients hair through to get those looks and the services that it takes you're taking the hair to places that we we never took the hair before i mean mm-hmm. when you start talking blonding foilage, vivid, and you're lifting to the degree. And now we're using very, uh, you know, very higher end, uh, restorative, we used to call them conditioning treatments. Now they're just mm-hmm. treatments mm-hmm. that, the, and, and the investment yeah. that a client is making to have those looks. Uh, and, and you look now at the technology put into the products that had to be put into them to really support the hair after being taken, you know, the, the condition of the taking to the extreme, the, mm. the product part has never been as big mm. as it is today. So I, I would feel like I was being a profound disservice if, if a client was, you know, into well into three, a three figure investment, and we took the hair to the place that we took the hair to not have a conversation, a, a heads up conversation about mm. really, you know, being mindful of what you're using, whether it's weekly, bi-weekly, whatever that is, to feed your hair, cleanse your hair, restore your hair, because if, if that loose end isn't tied down, you, you're just, you're, 
your hair doesn't deserve that. Yeah. You know, I talk about that. Your hair is having an an experience. And when you can see that the experience your hair is having, you're going to have a likely experience. When your hair is happy, you're happy, right? <laughs> so, and that that's not a sales technique. I mean, that's no. very, 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 very real. So part of integrity it, it now is the product more now than ever before is part of the experience. Um, and, 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 and that's going to go a long way so that a week, two weeks, three, four weeks from now, our clients more now than ever before are going to have the experience that they're having on the day they leave because we've got, you know, product with technology that supports that. So, you know, I, we could continue to talk about this forever, but I, the, the, the bottom line, Ashley, is that um, if a stylist today feels awkward, creepy, uh, fearful about this, I, I would say continue to give yourself the opportunity to be on the receiving end of conversations like this, because really we're, for someone to be scared today about it, they're hallucinating and they, they, they really want to be guided through the process so that that's not an issue anymore. That would be a terrible experience to have. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I love this conversation. Oh my gosh. I mean, what you're saying is so true and what's happening out there. I, I see it with our, our stylists right now. I mean, they are like doing multiple steps on, yes. on hair right now. And it's absolutely beautiful work that is coming out. And you nailed it when you said you're doing the hair a disservice. You're doing them a disservice just, just for not even saying, you know, um, just giving them the information. This is, you said, this is what, you know, you're just telling them and educating them. This is what you need to continue the, the look that we created here today, which is amazing. Oh. You're so, I mean, the ticket prices are so big right now. I mean, they need yeah, yeah, right. And, and so whatever, whatever investment a client would need to make on top of that ticket investment is going to be a, 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 a very, very, very solid investment. I'm hearing language today, you know, we're, we're not just painting hair, but I hear words like hand painting. I hear, we're not even referring to the hair as mm -hmm. hair anymore. It's canvas. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that, that every time a, a hairdresser has a client that's in that that's interested in some form of transformational color it's an opportunity for the hairdresser to make a very big personal artistic expression it's almost as if you know tattooing has become is really a big part of the new normal i i think when i look at Bali hand painting hair or vivid putting you know vivid color we're tattooing hair mm. and, and 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 you know uh, 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 how a tattoo artist mm -hmm. takes it's very and they they're putting their their signature on it it's oh. it's a creation every every tattoo is its own creation by the artist i'm seeing that with hairdressers now more than ever before. And part of the signature, if you will, mm. is just as much of the product because you, you, the tattoo artist is saying, I, I want this looking wonderful when you leave, but I, I want it to be looking as wonderful, you know, 
right. in the future. So, so, so it's, um, it's, a, it's a very different consciousness today. Um, and I think it, it serves the conversation that we're having now. Oh, it's so good. Thank you so much. This is so good. Like, I mean, I feel like this is going to help so many people just kind of shift their minds a little bit in thinking about really the full service. Yes. Yeah. Well, if what happens to people that will be listening to the podcast, uh, what happens to the people that we coach happens to the people that are listening to this podcast and, and they really take even a little bit of it to heart. Yeah. And, 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 and try this, I think they're going to be surprised. Yeah. By the experience that, oh my God, this is, this is big. The, the last thing I want to say is I call it the truth test. Mm. And because there are some stylists that show up for this conversation and, and there it's, there's so much resistance to it because it involves more money or whatever that they, they, they have what I would call, and, and I can relate to it because I struggle with it, called odd, O-D-D. They're very odd. And <laughs> odd means oppositional defiant disorder. Mm. That, that I'm, I'm going to um, op- oppose this idea and, and, and be defiant against it uh, just because I love the energy of disagreeing and, and mm. putting it, you know, and it just, it, it's like uh, you can get very stubborn about it. Mm-hmm. And and what I've said to people is, well, give it the truth test because my coach, that's my coach dropped that on me. Michael, give it the truth test. And I said, so like, what's that? And he said, as you, as you listen to me coaching you, if you can in, imagine that you're on the other side of this and you ask yourself the question, if what I'm being told right now, if that really is the truth, and I was able to get a little bit more skillful and, and open about using the truth as my conversation, and it worked, would I be better off than I am now? In other words, would I feel better? M- might I have a better number, a retail number? Would I could get closer to my goal? And if the answer to the question is yes, I'm not asking you to, you know, drink the Kool-Aid. I'm not asking you to sign on. What I'm asking you to do is then go out and test the truth. Test it. Mm, Test it for a a week or test it for five clients. Go into the conversation to really, I want to test this so that I can see or hear or feel for myself if this is true. But I'm going to go in it full on. I'm not going to go in skeptical. I'm going to go in. I don't want to go in agreeing, but I don't want to go in disagreeing. I'm just going to have an open mind and give it my best shot. And then if it's really the truth, you've heard the adage, if it's the truth, it'll set you free. Oh, I love that. Right. And and the free is free of the fear, free of it feels creepy, free of I take it personal Mm -hmm. when people say no, if it's really the truth, it'll set you free. And if, and, and if it's not, you can always go back to, you know, re-engaging whatever conversations you were having about this before we were having this conversation. And I did that. And again, a light bulb moment, two, three, four conversations in, I went, 
you know, oh my God, this is so true. I'm, you know, I, I, but I would not have, I would not have embraced it and had the light bulb moment had I not given myself the opportunity to test the truth with an open mind rather than test it with cynicism or skepticism or pessimism or whatever that is. Does that make sense? It really does. I mean, and, and when you're saying, when, when you just said that set, you know, setting yourself um, free, I'm, I'm just picturing this like barrier being broken, you know, just kind of like, I've, I've broken through the limitations that I put on myself daily about this subject, about this, this particular, um, you know, uh, block in my life. And now just talking with you about this and you saying, just setting yourself free. It's just, I imagine just kind of breaking that barrier and just kind of like having that big aha moment. I just, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 and I use the truth test um, all the time when I'm, when I struggle uh, giving myself the benefit of the doubt of something, the, the truth test makes it safe. I'm, yeah. I'm going to test it. It's almost like I'm a scientist. I'm going to, but I'm going to do it with a genuine open mind or a, an attitude of curiosity. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know if it's not going to work. I'm curious and I'm going to go in with that kind of spirit. There isn't a time mm-hmm. where I was surprised delighted, inspired, had the, the, the LBM, the light bulb moment. And in, in retrospect, I look back and was, I'm so grateful that I gave myself, never mind my clients, the benefit of the doubt in really testing the truth in this before I kind of blew it off as, that's uh, just one more way, one more thing the company wants me to do. Mm. It just kind of took that out. Yeah. Hmm. So good. I love yeah. that. Oh, every time I talk to you, I feel like I learn more and more. I love it. <laughs> well, good. we'll do we'll do another one once we kind of digest this. We we uh, but I just hope my friends that you know, lords and ladies, can that they'll find this uh, to be helpful. Oh, you definitely will. I mean, I I love the way that you put things in perspective. It's very very simple and usable tools. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was a great conversation. I loved it. I love it. Yes, we need to do more. Obviously, we will. Um, You're just the best. And I hope that you have a fantastic rest of your day. Oh, thank you. You too, my friend. Let's do it again soon. Absolutely. Talk soon. Bye. Bye. Well, that was amazing. Oh my goodness. I just truly enjoy listening to Michael talk about really anything that elevates the beauty professional. So I just love that we really dove into this topic of retail because it's so important. I think it's more important than we even can imagine, you know? And like I said in the beginning, closing the circle for your client. 
you know, like giving them the absolute best experience. And it includes the education of retail, sending them home with the best of the best for them, because that's how you feel about them. And I love that. And I love that you guys listened. Keep staying connected. 